0: I'm good late night last night I woke up way earlier than I was planning on what
1: were you doing last night oh
0: just hanging out chilling
1: oh, oh good what you do when you have friends
0: well you know I live with friends so that helps <laughs> Hey,
1: that's nice I feel like I went to bed no I went I went to bed at like midnight
0: yeah well see I was in bed by midnight the problem was that I found a really cool tv show that kept me up past like one so oh what show um it's a show on discovery plus it's called crikey where the irwins and it's like just this adorable family that w- works the australian zoo their dad is super famous was super famous oh. um and i you know it's just about animals and stuff so i love it
1: <laughs> okay then yeah so um uh,
0: so that's what i did and then i was like I ha- but i was like i'm not setting an alarm it's my only day that i don't have to get up and set an alarm so, I was like, I don't know, we'll see, and then I was up by, like, 8.30. Oof.
1: I set my alarm for 8.30, and then I ended up staying in bed till 9.30. Nice. But, anyway. What hello.
0: have you done, Tolkien-wise, this week?
1: Well, well, we should probably introduce ourselves real quick. Oh, hi. I'm <laughs> Beth. I'm Sierra. This is Chronicles of Fiction, a fan fiction podcast. Um... And other things, clearly.
0: Okay. <laughs> other things.
1: Um, Tolkien things. Um, I did a little bit of digging on the Ents, not a lot, but um, <clears throat> I did because uh, I, I knew at one point where they had come from and everything. Yeah. That I hadn't. I kind of forgotten about it. So, what there a brief overview of their origin story is um they were okay the Valar um she's my favorite I don't know a whole lot about the Valar but she's my favorite because she made the most sense when I was reading some earlier (laughs) nice um but she is basically she likes the trees the plants the earth the blah 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 okay um again I don't know a ton about her or any of them. But basically, um, to take a step back, one of the other Valar created the dwarves. But he didn't, I believe he didn't ask for permission. First, it wasn't like a rebellious act. He was just like, "Yeah, I'm going to make these dwarves. And then when Eru, the Lubitar, a.k.a. God, um, mm-hmm. found out, he was like, fine I guess you can keep them and he gave them life um and Amazing. so Yvonne was like oh I want trees I want walking trees I want talking trees and so she was she she got that and that's how the ants essentially came I got you I got and you. then the elves taught them how to speak I don't ah. want elves because that would be like first age stuff yeah but and then I thought it was interesting after that, they came up with their own language. So the Ents they, only, they could only speak Elvish until they created Entish. Interesting. At least that's what Tolkien Gateway said. <laughs> 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 uh, but um, oh, should we tell everybody about our new our new segment? yes oh hold on i need to get a notebook okay run get a notebook i will fill the silence with my voice your lovely voice it's a voice um a notebook so i can write it down hey hey. yeah because i'll tell you how to spell it um but okay so what we thought we would do is at the beginning of an episode i would find a an Elvish and by Elvish I mean Sindarin word um, or phrase, and at the end, sister has to try to remember it and what it means. Sister is me. Sister, yes, yeah, sister is. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but let me let me kind of clarify what Elvish. So with Tolkien, I I don't know a ton, but with um there's sindarin which a lot of people pronounce it sindarin it is not it's sindarin because it's e it's spelled s-i-n-d-a-r-i-n which is where you get sindarin yeah with when if you're a normal person but the i is actually spelled uh, pronounced e okay sindarin um so it's the language of the sindar um so that would be and it's spoken by most of the elves in the third age so anything you see in the movies that's going to be sindarin but then there's also quenya which i think that's more first second age stuff that i don't know about so i've kind of i haven't really delved into that but there are two different at least two different types of elvish um, wow which is crazy like yeah how did you have time for this yeah, two whole languages, at least. At least, yeah, because then there's... Just for the elves. There's some black speech, which he didn't, um, he didn't come up with a lot for that, apparently, which is, like, big sad, but... Okay, <laughs> okay so, the first one is pretty simple, and you've heard it in the movie, so you may already know it. Megovanen Mego Vannin, Mego meaning well met. So basically, hiya. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's spelled. Do you want to know the spelling? Yes. M a e. Okay. And then space. Okay. E o v. E o v. G. Oh, G o v. Okay. A n n e n
0: mango okay yeah basically well well met. met well well met
1: yes and i will i will when i post about this on this episode on instagram i will put that in the caption yes
0: as a reference
1: so and that one it's really cool because in the movies when i was watching them um the last time like last weekend there's several points where somebody is speaking elvish but they don't put captions
0: right. so
1: unless you know you don't really know i mean you can kind of pick up on context clues on what they're saying but um like there's one point where our when um legolas hands aragorn the even star back at helm's deep yeah um aragorn says hen on lei, and there's no caption but it means thank you Wow. like, Nerd moment, but
0: yes, yes. Okay, that has to be in our list of words yes. to learn.
1: Yeah, because there's there's a bunch of there's a bunch of phrases like that that I know. Um, I figure we'll start with like uh, introductions and kind of just, like, yes. what do you call, polite words?
0: Yes, yeah. yes. Um, ones so so that you could slip into conversation pretty
1: easily. Yeah. Um, yay! Yay! So.
0: I um I just have to say that uh, because of my job, I have time to listen to a lot of podcasts. And I had been on my True Crime Kick, so I'd been on My Favorite Murder for probably three months now. Just straight back-to-back every day, mm-hmm. three to four hours at a time. And it was getting to be, like, too much <clears throat> as far as, like... I was starting to get paranoid about everything. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I've been there.
0: Uh, so I switched back to um unexpected podcast. Yes. minute. And... Yeah. Oh my gosh! So I had actually recommended this to you a long time yes, ago you did it. Uh, because I w- I had stumbled upon it accidentally looking for a Harry Potter podcast that would read through the books, um, and I stumbled upon this one. And I was very excited because, you know, I listened to, like, the introduction episode and they're like, oh, we're going to do, like, a reread of the Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, this is great. This is exactly what I wanted." So, when I watched, like, the first chapter episode, um, I, like, got my book and I was, like, ready to sit down and read with them. And I was, like, disappointed that they didn't, like, actually read the chapter. They just <laughs> dissected yeah. it. Which is why I took a step back from it. But now I'm obsessed yes. because I even though I'm not reading the chapter word for word, I feel like I am because they're dissecting every paragraph, sometimes yes. sentences themselves. Yes. Um, and it is it is just it it is I I don't have words yes. because it it is very much you're just getting submersed into this world and it's Um, two or three hours at a
1: time it's purely tolkien they're not really taking things from like headcanon or the games or which is fine when you do but it's cool to get a look for of just this is what tolkien wrote and it's just really cool so yeah go check them out um and on an unexpected podcast super cool i am it's making me it's okay it's taking me like three times as long to read the books because i'm listening to it because sometimes the episodes are longer than the chapters which is oh. the best because yes it makes it all last longer and then it actually sinks into my head and i really exactly like because i have the memory exactly. of goldfish <laughs>
0: i am like it's just um yeah i'm i am definitely um taking more in from the chapter because it is being dissected so much um and just appreciating different things about it and they kind of are like oh maybe this is foreshadowing this and maybe this was this and, and it's like dude i didn't even like it's so I just <laughs> read this chapter
1: and i don't remember that being in there
0: <laughs> yeah and even if you were to sit down and read those books like hours every day back to back there is so much in each one that you cannot remember everything that. Um, that's
1: uh,
0: in it. Yeah, from like the first part of the book that might foreshadow something towards yeah. the end. Uh, you just you can't; it's not possible. So um, I was yeah. That's that's my submersion into Tolkien this week is uh, I have been listening to that and thoroughly enjoying it. And today we are watching the Last Hobbit. Nice. I haven't watched those so, in a while. Yeah. Very very excited. I know I'm going to cry. I always <laughs> cry at the end of this movie. Do you have the extended? I do Oof. not. Mm-hmm. I have the extended of Lord of the Rings, and that was something else when I was listening to Unexpected Podcast, and they were talking about all these different scenes from the extended edition. I was like, oh my god, it's been so long since I've seen the extended edition because no one wants to watch them with what? me. Uh, so it's I'm kidding, <laughs> I, girl. Uh. So,
1: yeah. I guess. So, yeah. nice. that has been my week. It's been full <laughs> of I'm not mad about it. Same. I've been, because I've been delving into the books with that podcast so much, I have been able to come up with a lot of fan fiction ideas. So, nice. be on the lookout for that in the near future. Yes. Um, okay. But... Yeah, speaking of fan fiction, should we die? Hey, that's the whole point. Yay! Hey, and we need it. 13 <laughs> minutes in.
0: Yay! Yes, I bet.
1: Nope. Yes I bet. Um, uh,
0: so, I did go ahead and read into our next chapter, cool. which is titled On the Trail of Wives. Um, Our previous chapter, we are um, following Mary and Pinpin's sons, um, Faramir and Gabi, I His name is Gorbadok, I think, uh, but they call him Gobby for short. They um, were celebrating, I believe, Sam's birthday, who is the mayor of Hobbiton. And they did a prank where they set rats on the party and just all around causing mischief, just like their fathers have before them. And their uh, fathers had told them a tale about the Ents and how the wives had been lost and uh, fairmere Took has decided to take it upon himself that that is exactly what he wants to do with his life, is find oh, and end right. it is the
1: best!
0: It is, it is, and this chapter is so much fun. I read ahead just so I could make sure I can get pronunciation right for some names, um, but also, I was just curious. <laughs> so, um, and I will, I do have to forewarn you, this chapter does end on a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad, uh, but I didn't read any further than that. Um, but I think we're going to very much
1: enjoy this next chapter. I am very excited, I gotta say. Um, I lost my train of thought. Never mind. It's gone. <laughs> it's
0: gone. It just reminds me. I don't know if you've ever seen Shark Boy and Lava Girl, but they have. It's such a. It's a terribly bad, awesome movie. But they're riding on this train of thought. And they like goes off the rails, and it's like, well, what do you do when your train of thought goes off the rails? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's terrible, <laughs> but it's great. Uh, this is the best. <laughs> All right, well, um, ready to die? Yes. In? All right, this is, um, chapter two on the trail of Entwives from the book of Tooks and Brandy Books by Idril underscore, um, Telcomtar. All right, let's get started. Mary and Pinpin had been correct in saying that their son's pranks would be talked out, talked of for a long time, but none of them had realized for just how long. The great rat plague of Hobbiton seemed destined to go down in Shire history as the most memorable thing which had happened at a birthday party since Bilbo Baggins' disappearance. Those who had been there were often asked to, to retell their horrific experiences over a mug or two of ale in the Green Dragon, and the tale has supposedly reached even as far as Bree. Rats were still to be found lurking around the cellars of the cleanest and most respectable of hobbit holes, leading to much distress among the hobbit, hobbit gentry as they tried to figure out how to rid themselves of the creatures without their neighbors discovering it. Hunters had poured into Hobbiton and charged inordinate amounts of gold to exterminate the beast, but they were so slippery that they caught almost none of them. Drunken hobbits down at the ends began to swear they had seen rats as long rats as large as dogs, chasing after them, and Fatty Bulger would tell anyone who would listen that he saw one take down one of the goats in the neighboring fields and drag it off to a foul hole to devour. Mary and Pimpin seemed to have used every bit of influence they could to try and keep their son's names out of the whole affair, and Sam himself acted clueless when anyone asked. As annoyed as Faramir had been to be deprived of his notoriety, he was secretly glad of it when he saw the fury on the faces of the farmers of Hobbiton and the long knives they wielded as they chased after the rats. The only one who seemed to be aware of his misdeeds was his mother, who had vented her fury by banning him from playing outdoors for almost three months, after which time talk had still not ceased over where the rats had come from. I'm sorry, can we just... I could never... I could never be indoors that long, but also, as a mother, I could never have my child indoor for no
1: that while. is like that is hardcore like the punishment is normal like as far as like my experience with little children the punishment <laughs> is send them outside get yes. your bots <laughs> outside kill each other out there <laughs> you have lost the privilege of air yes, conditioning Go much. outside but it makes sense indoors <laughs> for this for this scenario Kind of keep yeah. them under the radar. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: But in like yes, really? but that's I, I just I would. couldn't. I would I would, I would throw them out. I would throw them out. <laughs> <laughs> throw them out. Bye. <laughs> uh, Faramir was thoroughly miserable, and he was bored. As part of his punishment, he was not allowed to see Gabi, which was by far the worst of it all. Though he lived at the Great smiles of Tuckborough, the home of the Tuck clan there were few Tuck children and he was by far the youngest here being an only child had never been so irritating how he could easily see why such a thing was so unusual among hobbits at least gobby had his sister and some other young brandy buck cousins to play with at brandy hall he found himself cutting down counting down until the day his punishment would end and he would be free to have fun once more and woke up eagerly that morning before even the sun had risen. Today, he and his family were to visit Brandy Hall. His father and Mary had some boring business matters to attend to, which meant he and Gobby would be staying most of the summer together. Faramir was eager to be off. He remembered how close Brandy Hall was to the old forest, and had not forgotten his father's tales. After an interminably long wait for his parents to wake and the wagon to be hitched to a small pony, they were soon on their way to Brandy Hall, and Fairmere could not stop himself from standing on the rickety planks to see the old forest come into view, dark and sinister in their distance. They arrived at Brandy Hall just before nightfall. It was as grand as ever, with its three large front doors peering out the side of the hill and the near hundred windows glinting in the setting sun. Mary and his wife Estella were at the door to greet them, but Fairmere bowled past them and immediately seized hold of Gobby, and together they disappeared into the, into the warren, which was Brandy Hall their feet finding the familiar route which led to the usually discussed rooms at the very heart of the hill. They rapidly filled each other in on everything that had happened in three months since they had seen each other and chewed on the apples which Gobby had already managed to swipe from the stores and lay by in his room in anticipation of his arrival. They had remarkably little to say, but that did not stop them from talking complete drivel to each other, just making up for all the words which had been unsaid for the last three months. He rapidly gathered that Gabby had been just as bored as he had been. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it, yeah. you can picture it because they're like, they're cousins and you know not seeing each other for three months and and just just yeah, talking. it's very
1: relatable. I mean, because we were never super close to our cousins, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, yeah like we lived far away. But it was now. like
1: it didn't matter how much time passed. It was mm-hmm. I don't know yeah I just jumped right back in yeah that's why cousins are Indeed. the best
0: how long are you staying for gabby asked wiping some apple juice from his chin just until dad's completed this business thing faramir said grimacing he tried to explain it to me something about land holdings and took and buckland but i didn't <laughs> understand it i don't either gabby said shrugging my dad doesn't tell me anything Fairmere did not reply to this, though privately thinking that Mary was possibly right to leave his son ignorant. Gobby was a good sort of soul, but he certainly had no head for business, unless it involved <laughs> food. Why why are our fathers so boring, Fairmere sighed. Leaning back against the cold wall, dad never used to be. He used to always have time for me. Well, he's the thing, Gobby said reasonably, and my dad's the master of Buckland. They have jobs to do. But Fairmere shook his head. You know, I can hardly believe they used to be adventurers, he said softly. Can you imagine my father in sword and mail killing a troll outside the Black Gate? Or yours helping to kill the Witch King? These days, they're too busy writing letters and drinking wine to do anything fun. Uh, when I first read that, I was like, oh my god, he did help kill the Witch King. I was like, oh, I completely forgot yep. about that. Like, uh, what, what kind of, like, too... You can never, I feel like, as a child you'd never be able to live up to that no you know like there's just there is no
1: and there would be this weird dynamic because which they're kind of I feel like they're feeling right now it's like they were these great people but now we're not seeing it and how do I fit into this equation yeah right right
0: I know Gabby said face creased in a frown I can't imagine my dad ever fighting anyone I don't like the idea of it at all not one bit "'Well, when I'm thane, I'm certainly not going to sit around all day looking at maps and letters and things like that,' Faramir said. "'He stood up and paced the room. "'I'm going to be an explorer, and I'm going to see things no hobbit ever has, just like my father did. "'Only I won't stop. "'I'm going to keep on going, and going until I become the most famous of hobbits.' "'Where are you going to go?' Gobby squeaked. "'He stared at him with wide eyes, as though expecting him to storm off at any moment. "'Not somewhere dangerous.' There's nowhere dangerous in Middle-earth anymore, Faramir waved his hand dismissively. I'll go to Gondor and meet the king, and then Isengard, and maybe Rohan, but first I'll go to Fangorn. Gabi now also got to his feet and ran a hand, ran a hand through his fair locks. Fa- Fangorn? What are we for? Well, to meet the Ents, of course, Faramir continued to pace, his heart beating faster as he thought of it. I'll go and meet Treebeard. Treebeard "'and the others, and I'll be the first hobbit "'to ever lay eyes on an antwife. "'I'll reunite the ants and the antwives, "'and then they'll sing songs about me.' "'And how are you going to find an antwife?' Gobby asked. "'His wide eyes followed Faramir as he paced the room. "'I asked my father about them again. "'He says they've been missing for centuries.' "'The old forest,' Faramir said, "'coming to a stop and grinning widely at Gobby. "'That's where they must be hiding.' "'The old forest!' Gobby took a step backwards, face draining of color.' "'Think about it,' Faramir said, plunging on. "'It's the only place they could have hidden for so long. "'No one no one goes there, after all. "'Imagine if we were to go there and find an antwife.' "'Gobby was now trembling. "'He stared at Faramir as though he was mad. "'You don't live in Buckland. "'You don't know what that place is like,' he said, voice hushed as though worried the trees would hear him. "'We can't go there.' "'But Faramir was not listening. "'Something had stirred deep within him, "'a longing to set out onto the path before the front door,' And let, and let himself be borne away to unknown lands and uncertain adventures. He wanted excitement. He wanted peril and new experiences. His Turkish blood was burning in him more strongly than it had ever before. Unfortunately, Gabi still looked terrified. Listen, Gabi, he said, placing his hands on his friend's shoulders. Everyone is always just going to compare us to our fathers, the heroes of the Battle of Bywater. Imagine, just imagine... What it would be like if we could become famous for something we did. Gobby was silent for a moment and bit his lip. Ferrier waited as patiently as he could, but could scream in frustration at the reluctance he saw on the boy's face. His father had been in the fellowship, too. Did he not want to go off and have adventures as well? He was partook, after all. Was that longing for adventure not within him? Did he really always want to be stuck in the Shire like a good little boy and live a normal, boring life like any other respectable hobbit? As Faramir waited, he was suddenly aware of a loud snuffling noise coming from the other side of the door. He froze and glanced at Gobby, who had also gone pale. But Fairmere took was no coward. Striding forward, he seized the handle of the door and wrenched it open so quickly that he was almost bowled over by the figure which came crashing through, who a moment before had had their ear pressed to the lock. As he looked down, Fairmere soon recognized the golden curls and pink cheeks and rolled his eyes. Spying spying again, Mirabella? Haven't got anything better to do. Mirabella brandybuck stood up brandybuck stood up and smoothed down her dress and turned her blazing eyes on Faramir. i have to, I have the right to spy when you're trying to cause mischief again she She stood her ground, folding her arms and tapping one hairy foot. You're going to get him into trouble, and I suppose you're going to go and tell on us, are you Faramir made a face you're such a spoil sport, Mirabella I am not she objected, cheeks flushing. It's dangerous in the old forest. "'Well, Dad and the others managed to go through it once,' "'Gobby started, but trailed off "'when Mirabella turned her fury to him. "'They were almost killed by <laughs> a tree,' she said. "'She scowled at something fierce, "'looking almost comical, "'with her hair all a mess and her dress askew. "'Don't you dare go there, Gorbadock Bradybug. "'I'll tell Mom and Dad. "'Gobby will go where he likes, "'and you won't tell him otherwise,' "'Faramyr said, scowling back. "'He stood as tall as he could to look down at Mirabella. "'And if you dare tell anyone?' We'll find every last rat we can and slip them into your bed. Mirabella's eyes narrowed. So it was you two and Hobbiton. I knew it. Yeah, and we'll do it again, Gobby said, but his cheeks were so pink the threat was hardly credible. Unlike Fairmere, Gobby did not do well with confrontation and always quailed under the looks his sister gave him, despite being three minutes older than her. Fine, go, she said. Jutting out her bottom lid. Get get yourselves killed. See if I care. If you die, maybe I can be the first girl master of Buckland. That'd show you. You're just a coward, Mirabella Fairmere said, and no fun. Mirabella's cheeks went so red, he could have sworn her very blood was boiling. I'm no coward, she objected, stomping her foot. I'm just not. A silly, stupid <laughs> little boy. And she has spoken <laughs> for all of us.
1: I love
0: it so much. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it in my bone. She breathed heavily for a moment, looking between both of them before screaming in frustration and stomping out of the room. They could hear her rants echoing down the hallway for several minutes. Think she'll tell, Faramir asked Gobby. Gobby thought for a moment. She might, he said glumly. She's always telling on me. Our dads are busy all evening. She won't have a chance, Faramir said. Thinking quickly, we'll have to go as soon as we can. Tomorrow, at first light, we can get supplies tonight. T- t- tonight? If we go early enough, we can spend all day in the forest, and maybe one night, Faramir reasoned, resuming his pacing. We'll tell everyone we're camping. They let us do that all the time. It shouldn't take us too long to find an ant life. How could we <laughs> miss a walking tree? Faramir, wait a minute. Faramir stopped his pacing and turned to look at Gobby, whose face was still pale in the half-light of the room. The younger hobbit took a great steadying breath and looked up at him. Are you sure you want to go into the old forest? He asked. Positive, Fairmere replied, an excited grin breaking out over his face. Gobby nodded and closed his eyes briefly. Then I'll come too. Excellent, Fairmere cried, clapping him on his shoulder. Soon will be the Took and Brandy book everyone wants to hear stories of. It may have been the half light of that little abandoned room, but Fairmere wasn't entirely certain that the smile he saw on Gobby's face was genuine. Look, I just want to say that I am the Gabi <laughs> of most friendships. My friends are the ones that are like, do are going tonight? And I'm like, I I, 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 you, what are we What are we doing? Can we think about this for like one minute? That- <laughs> but you've got to go with him because they're just going to plunge him right, out of it. Yes, <laughs> the sensible one. Uh- Fairmere was so excited he barely slept at all that night. His little pack was stowed away in a corner, filled with apples, bread, and slices of meat and cheese he had swiped from the immense kitchens in Brandy Hall, and he had already cast a glance. Oh, sorry, guys. He had already cast a glance over the few maps that existed of Buckland in the old forest, which Gobby had lifted from his father's study. When he woke, he skipped around his bedroom a couple of times to try and control his restlessness. He was off to find an ant wife. Looking out of the little round window, he saw that the sun was not yet awake, but its light was already starting to illuminate the little halls and woods of Buckland. Slinging his pack over his shoulders, shoulders he quietly opened his bedroom door and crept down the corridor to Gobby's room before tapping it softly. Almost immediately, the door cracked open, and Gabi edged his way out of it, also ready to go. Judging by the weary look on his face, he had not gotten much sleep at all and was sickling yongs as he began to follow Faramir through the labyrinth of passages. No one else in the household seemed to be awake yet, and probably wouldn't be for a while, so no one saw the two boys as they sneaked through the kitchen and grabbed themselves some bread and cheese for breakfast and out into the main hall. Before they left through the main door, Fairmere placed a scrap of paper on the little table in the hall. It read, "'Gone camping. We'll stay around the Brandywine. Don't worry. We'll be back before supper tomorrow.'" Fairmere and Gobby. Thinking himself quite responsible for remembering to leave a note, Fairmere positioned it so that it would be clearly visible, and then with Gobby opened the great door and stepped out onto the garden path. It was a bright morning, and already quite warm, and Fairmere and Gabi felt quite cheerful walking along the road, chewing on their meager yet tasty breakfast. Soon they left the road and scrambled along little dirt tracks through the fields, quickly losing themselves in amongst the towering crops. The sun grew warmer as they walked, and soon they were both sweating, but that didn't prevent them from chasing each other in and out of the forest of crops, or Mere from jumping out at Gobby from behind a scarecrow. The sound of their laughter carried over the still empty fields, startling several crows nearby, who shook their heads in confusion at the high spirits of two young hobbits so early in the morning. <laughs> Same. <laughs> That's me at any person like, in high spirits ew. early in the morning. <laughs> Wait. They emerged from the fields and wound their way through the wooded groves, hopping over a stream or two, singing loudly, feeling in high spirits. Faramir couldn't stop himself from whistling happily. He had been on many explorations with Gabi before, but somehow this one felt different. This wasn't an ordinary camping trip or a simple walk through the woods. This was a quest, an adventure. They stopped at the top of a little hill for a light snack, and Faramir was astonished at how far they had come already. Brandy Hall was still visible, yet it had blended with the surrounding hills, and if he hadn't known it was there and looked from the windows and doors on its side it would have appeared as any other nondescript little hill in the other direction he was thrilled to see now how close the old forest was and looked towards it eagerly it was as he remembered dark overgrown and sinister a tangle of branches and thorns and undergrowth it looked as though it were one massive wall of darkness even the sunlight did not seem to linger on those branches just before its borders, the high hedge stood tall, protecting those in the border homes from the wrath of the trees. The little village of Crick Hollow stood nearby. Gobby swallowed hard as he looked at the forest. "It looks a lot bigger from up here," he said. "Are you sure we'll find an ant wife?" "Of course," Faramir scoffed. "They're massive, aren't they?" Gobby did not look sure, but said nothing more as they packed, as they packed away their mid-morning snack and set off again towards the dark trees. An hour or two, or. An hour or two more of walking brought them into the shadows of the hedge itself, and Fairmere could not help but be daunted by its sheer height. Come on, he said, distracting Gobby, who was standing with his head tilted all the way back to try and see the top. The gate must be near here somewhere. They followed the line of the hedge until they came to a point where it curved inwards and there appeared a brick tunnel leading under it. Fairmere grinned and scrambled down the slope and ran into the tunnel, heart beating wildly. It was cold and damp, but not too long. At its far end there was a gate of iron bars. The bolt was closed tight, and it took all of Fairmere and Gobby's combined strength to draw it back. It opened with a creak, and they passed through quickly, closing it shut with a click, which sounded ominously final. Fairmere turned round and followed the tunnel until he found himself in the hollow in the hollow beyond under the shadow of the trees. He had finally done it. He had left the Shire on an adventure of his own. There's a path there, he murmured and he led the way along it boldly out front as Gobi trailed behind him. The path seemed to vanish almost as soon as they had entered the trees, but that did not worry Fairmere, who struck out on a broadly similar line. The trees were already thick around them. Ahead they could see many trees of varying sizes, thick, thin, leaning, gnarled, and twisted, some brown, some mossy, green, and silver. There was close beneath the trees, and a hushed silence seemed to have fallen over them all. The ground rose steadily, and as it did so, "'the trees seemed to become taller and darker.' "'I don't like this,' Gobby said, sliding up closer to him, "'eyes flicking from side to side. "'Don't you think they're watching us?' "'You're imagining it,' fairmere dismissed. "'But he, too, had the feeling that there were eyes following him amidst the dark branches. "'They're just trees.' "'As he said this, the feeling of being watched only increased, "'and he began to get the sense of a great disapproval em- emanating from them, "'almost tangible in its intensity.' "'I don't know,' Gobby said, gulping. "'My dad told me the story. "'Once, the trees all gathered around the heads "'like they were going to attack it. "'The hobbits came into the forest "'and chopped them all down "'and burned them in the bonfire glade. "'Ever since then, they've hated hobbits.' "'That's just a ghost story,' Faramir said, "'though he had heard the same thing himself. "'They don't want to attack us.' "'What about our fathers "'when they were almost squashed by old man Willow?' Gobby pointed out. "'That's true, isn't it?' "'Look,' Faramir stopped and turned to face Gobby. His face was barely visible in the shade. If you're scared, you should go back. I don't want to go back, Gavi squealed quickly. Don't leave me. Then stop complaining, Faramir said, moving on again. It'll take all the fun out of it. Gavi obediently said nothing, and they continued on, but were now struggling to find any road through the trees. They grew so close and thickly together that they constantly seemed to bar their way, and more than once, Faramir had to take out his little penknife to cut a path through a thicket of thorns. It was tough going, and he ended up very hot, dirty, and scratched all over, and his cloak was a mess. But he did not complain. He was having the time of his life. But after an hour or two passing this way, even Fairmere could not deny the ill feeling which seemed to be which seemed to come from the wood around them. The darkness of the trees and the stuffy feeling seemed to grow stronger and stronger, and more than once, when a branch caught on Fermere's clothes, he thought for one heart stopping moment that it was a hand reaching out to grab him. The trees opened out after a little while and a- "'and a patch of blue sky became visible, which lightened their spirits. "'They had come to the top of a small rise "'and could see the beginning of a path stretching out before them. "'You see,' Fairmere pointed out triumphantly, "'we've got the path now. "'If we just follow that, we'll be sure to find something. "'Maybe it even goes to Tom Bombadil's house. "'We won't get lost with this.' "'But Gobby still looked glum. "'We should have come to the bonfire glade by now,' he said, "'looking around, frowning. "'My father said it's one of the first things inside the forest.' "'I think we're going in the wrong direction.' "'What direction?' "'Famir asked. "'We're not trying to get to the other side, are we? "'Not like our fathers were. "'I'd say we've been traveling straight east until now, "'so all we have to do is stay on this path "'and we'll be able to find our way out again.' "'He looked around at the relatively flat ground "'and his stomach grumbled. "'The air was still hot and stuffy "'and his clothes were now damp with sweat. "'A rest sounded like just the thing.' Um, so my Wattpad is <laughs> trying to load the rest of the story. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs>
1: um. But, yeah, and I think we all know so far. a Pippin. I mean, a, <laughs> a Pippin. Uh, um, a Faramir. Much like his father, though. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like this whole dynamic, it really reminds me of Michael and I, um. Michael. There. Because Michael would go into the woods because we were on a farm. We had a lot of a lot of land. Um and he would be like, Come on, let's go into the woods and let's do the thing. And I'm like, How about we don't? How about there's like wild animals and stuff back here and this is scary. And he's like, well, Go back to the house then if you don't want to <laughs> like that whole conversation was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I've I've I have i have i have been the the gobby in that. Mm-hmm it
0: and, and listen, I just have to say that these things probably happened when I was the one <laughs> yes. kicking you
1: guys out. Yeah, go <laughs> we'll play time. outside. I don't want to
0: do with you anymore. Yep.
1: Uh, <laughs> the writing in uh, this is amazing. so good. It's really making me like it is re- reflect on my own life and when writing does that that's how you know it's good yeah um
0: I was uh when I was listening to um uh an unexpected podcast they brought up a very very interesting point and I don't know if there's any um canon wise things that could give any substance to this claim but they were talking about how how it is that like the took line especially of hobbits which you know the baggins are uh, from that line why do they have this sense of adventure this sense of longing to discover the world you know all none of the other hobbits have that why is it that they do and I just I noticed um, when she was writing about Faramir took how it was just something Mm -hmm. in him was just pushing him out that door he wanted to go on his own adventure and they were like you know what if like way back uh, an elf and a hobbit got together and there is some elf blood in them because there does seem to be some similarities, some um, magic, if you will, about them. The fact that both of them, elves and hobbits, can walk without right. being heard, seen, covered, noticed. Um, they have a sense of smell, like, and it just you add that to the fact that like the tooks have this sense of wandering all the time and it was like hmm i wonder definitely if there's really interesting some Elvish, um or some something in there.
1: i don't think there's anything canon necessarily to back that up but i don't know if there's a whole lot to say that it didn't either yeah. so i don't know yeah i i remember that episode that you're talking about and it's it's an, it's interesting it's an interesting thought yeah sure
0: yeah, definitely. It's definitely an interesting theory. <laughs> Alright, finally got the rest of these pages loaded. Alright, guys. Let's see. Arrest sounded just like the thing. Which also, I just have to say, having just read the, with them, the third chapter of Lord of the Rings, how many times uh, I want to say it was Pinpin that's with them. Is it Pinpin yes. and Took that's with uh, Frodo <sighs> <and> <sighs> How many times do you want
1: to stop
0: to rest? Like so many <laughs> times. He was like, This sounds like Relatable. a good time to rest. And here's his son who has put up a good fight. And then he's <laughs> like, it, it rest sounds just like the thing. I love it. The two hobbits sat beneath a tree and shared out a little and shared a little bit of a midday meal, meat sandwiches, cheese, and some plums. And they felt quite proud of how far they'd come already and that the day was turning out quite well. Fairmere leaned back happily, eyes on the distant path and the trees which lined it. Adventuring was a dawdle. At this rate, they'd find an aunt wife by lunchtime tomorrow and be back home in time for tea. The hotness of the day was still oppressive, and Faramir found his eyes beginning to droop. He was exhausted. After all, they had walked a long way. A nice little nap was in order, he thought. Barely, it seemed, he had closed his eyes and begun to snooze when he heard a sharp cry from his right. Fairmere, Oh, Faramir! Wake up! Wake up! Faramir jolted awake immediately and saw straight away that they had rested too long. The heat of the day was now gone, and the sun had sunk low in the sky. He had napped for hours. Guppy was at his side and was struggling to get to his feet. It looked like he was scrambling in the dirt for lost coins. His face was frantic, his cheeks even pinker than normal. What's the matter? Faramir asked, yawning. What's the matter? Look at you! Faramir frowned and looked down and saw to his dismay that several long, thin roots had sprung from the ground and had begun wrapping themselves around his ankles and legs. Gobby had already ripped his way free and was trying to grab back their packs, which were similarly restrained. Fairmere's heart leapt and he tore at the roots, shocked to find how strong they were and how they seemed to pull back against him. Their grip on his legs tightened so much, he thought they would stab right in two. Having reclaimed their packs, Gobby now joined him, beating at the new... Beating at new roots with the packs as they shot out from the ground, Famir tried to reach inside his pocket for his knife, but the roots were now so tight around him that his pocket was inaccessible. Fairmere began to panic. "Let go, you foul things, or I'll chop you all up and burn you!" he cried, wrenching at his bindings. But this seemed to be the worst thing to say, for they only grew tighter. "I've got you, Gobby!" shouted, running forwards with his running forward with his own knife. But barely had he cut two of the roots before he was. Re- "'repulsed by one of them lashing out at him, "'making him fall to the ground and almost be ensnared once more. "'Gabi's distraction, however, had been enough, "'and with some of his bindings loosened, Fairmir was able to wriggle his way free and get back to his feet, "'massaging his legs with a grimace. "'He grabbed his pack from Gabi and the two of them rushed off, "'eager to get away from the creeping roots. "'However, as they ran, Fairmere realized with a sinking feeling "'that the path they had spied earlier seemed to have vanished.' Instead of following a clear route, they were now plunged headlong into the trees aimlessly. Realizing the errors of this, he reached out and pulled Gabi to a stop. His friend turned to him incredulously, his face shining with perspiration. What? We'll get lost like this, Faramir said. I don't much care. I just want away from those things. We need a plan, Fairmere said. He glanced back the way they had come. They're not coming for us. We need to make sure we can find a way back out when the time comes before going on. Before going on, Gabi stared at him. You can't go further inside. Of course, Faramir stared back. Why ever not? Gabi just worked (laughs) and pointed at Faramir's ripped trousers. Right, is that not enough? Oh, we can't let that stop us, Faramir laughed. Now that the fear had passed and his shaking head had ceased, he had felt exhilarated by his close call. That's just part of the adventure. No story is complete without a little danger. Faramir, we don't know where we are. Gobby moaned. Please, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. Why did you come if you didn't want to? Faramir was now more than a little irritated by Gobby's constant whining. Why do you always have to be so scared? Gobby just looked at him, eyes wide and full of hurt. Faramir immediately felt rotten. Gobby was a very dear friend, his only friend, in fact, and he did not want to cause him pain, but it frustrated him. All he had ever longed for was someone to share an adventure with, like his parents or Frodo or Sam. Gobby was far too fond of food in his comfortable bed to be much of a traveling companion. Same. <laughs> <laughs> As I gone, ready for bed again. Farmer opened his mouth to apologize and suggest that they take some time to plan their next move before he was cut off by the sound of a loud, shrill scream which rang out through the trees. The sound of that scream sent chills down his spine, and a foreboding into his heart. Gobby's face went slack with terror. <gasps> That's Mirabella. And before Faramir had a chance to react, Gobby had turned tail and vanished off into the trees what? in search of his sister.
1: What? You the were not kidding when chapters. you said Faramir. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> it really does. She followed them into the forest and is now obviously in trouble. And this is like a, really? a whole, you cannot see that far ahead of you. So, like, if gobby takes off running, and if Famir does not follow him immediately, yeah. he could they could lose him. Like,
1: oh, we might have yeah. to record another episode because I want to know what they're happens. in it now.
0: <laughs> Honestly, we wow. <we> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, they are now yeah. in this forest and in the heart of it and it's yeah because it they're already they're not quite lost now. but kind of
1: lost and uh huh dang they're gonna
0: they're starting to realize that yeah they are, just just a little bit a little bit over their heads just a little bit yes very very we might just have to
1: chapter. record another one Unfortunately for y'all, we're still posting them weekly. Yeah, too bad for you. We're gonna find out what happened, but
0: before you do. (laughs) But yeah, very much so. There's what eight chapters,
1: I think. About about two months, something like that. I think. Yeah, good. Because we'll yeah be able to dive into it pretty. Pretty deep. I'm really enjoying this take on like he's just gonna yeah. he's gonna go find the ant wives and he's so t- determined and convinced. Like, I have definitely felt that before, where it's like, yeah, I know I can do this, even if it's like not really possible. Yeah, and that's again where you would kick me out because I was trying to build <laughs> something inside. But uh- <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I don't, I don't, yes.
0: But honestly, like, I would probably be a lot like that too in regards to the A-wives. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just gonna go find it. Almost, almost, like, I want to do it from my the comfort of my bed and be like, no, I'm gonna, right, take right, right. I'm gonna go find it. Where'd they go? They got I really somewhere. appreciate
1: um you the know? characterization. I don't feel like Faramir is just Pippin 2.0 and I really I feel like this is a a separate story Yeah, which 10 out of 10 on that because it can be really hard to write about like canon characters kids without it being just like oh this is just like an extension of that and uh, they Mm -hmm. share Mm -hmm. characteristics but it's not it's not too much it's not like what uh, what am I trying to say? Um they, exactly, they, they exactly, feel exactly very
0: much like individuals. And I
1: really appreciate that. That's that can be really hard to pull off for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that Gabby is uh way more yes. um hesitant. Careful, fearful, not quite as. I, honestly, I don't even really think he's quite. No, much because I think like Mary was definitely Mary.
1: more into that, and Mary was a lot more confident. Of course, age yeah. is a thing too. I don't remember how old Mary is in Fellowship of the Ring, but I, I, it,
0: he yeah. is older
1: than because they're what, like, ten ish. They're younger, much younger. I'm guessing. So. Yeah, much, <laughs> much. I appreciate much, that too. Then,
0: uh, cause, cause we can, right, we can because we get we introduce to the in Hobbits the when they're the beginning
1: they're of like, the fellowship. Frodo turns thirty three, but then it's
0: right, and, right. and it's like seventeen right. years before they set out on their adventure. So you know, uh, much yeah. much older than they. Which I love you know, these, because it's so endearing kids because are
1: they're they're like they're just they're so they're just children. Yes. And, yes and she's, and not, she's, she's bringing that anyway. out in them right That you know, they very right. much are
0: still children that are just trying to find their place in the world they're trying to make their parents proud of them but how do you make your yeah. parents proud of you when yeah. they've already done everything there's nothing left for you to do which mm-hmm. you know as a child that is your way of thought and as a parent it's like they can literally right. just wake up in the morning and you're going to be proud of them
1: like right no you don't you know, but you don't see that. And this chart. is bringing that part of it, the story. is Really bringing that side of it out so so well. Because we haven't been told that. We've shown that. Yes. Yeah. I, I love it. 10 out of 10. Yeah. I'd recommend. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very, very much so. Yes. Very,
0: uh, very, very much enjoying this.
1: Yeah, because it's also so a good wholesome. One like it's sometimes it's nice going. to just read like a a wholesome mythic. because I tend to lean towards like yeah. angsty elves, like give me blood, give me gore, everyone <laughs> um, wow. dying, but not quite dying because if they're dying, like then that's kind of the end. But um, so this is this is very different yeah. from what I normally read. And I'm really, I really, really appreciate oh, it. It's been on my TBR on Wattpad, I think, for a while. But because what I don't normally read, I haven't, I hadn't actually, like, yeah. gotten around to it. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. So, I feel do that. you remember the word and what it means? Although, did you write it down? <laughs> okay. She I did, stopped. but that doesn't
0: mean I remember how to pronounce it. Okay. Megovanen. Uh, Yeah, because
1: it's me, and then. Megovanen. Okay.
0: Yeah. And what
1: yeah. does All
0: it mean? Megovanen. Yeah. Yes. Well, well met, or so. For instance, I could use it in a like if I was like.
1: Yeah, that's essentially. It's like a fancy high. I, mean,
0: could I use it for high.
1: Yeah. Megovanen. Okay. Maybe
0: we okay. could start opening may-go-vanen. our podcast.
1: Make our yes! One. yes. Yes. And then next episode, I will teach the word yes. goodbye. We will close it like that. Yes. 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 Okay. This is yes. the new plan. I, I yes. I like this plan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're just gonna slowly, eventually, turn this. Yes. Into like an slowly, like word by word. It'll Elvish. just. Be-
1: Elvish, and then and then when <laughs> new people come in, they're going to be like, "What language is this?" And then they're gonna be like, "This is the most beautiful language that's been butchered, but yes. it's still listenable." That's not <laughs> Yep. <laughs> listen-able. Uh, I can try grasp English before we dive into this. I feel that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right.
0: Mm. <laughs> All right, yeah, well, I don't think we have anything else to... Chapter?
1: We went over the Ents, or at least a little bit. Um, yeah, and maybe next episode, episode I'll try and find out... I don't think there's a lot of lore. Like, I don't think Tolkien really said a whole lot about the Entwives at all, which is why this fanfic exists. Um, but I am curious as to what lore yep. there is. Um, because I think... They, yeah. like, can I think canically there are theories, like, if that makes sense. Middle Earth has theories. Which I think is yeah, so yeah, cool. Yeah. Like, because whenever I'm world building, I'm like, yes. okay, it's either fact or it's not. Instead of it being like, well, these people have this theory and these people have this theory, but they don't know what happened and neither yes. do I. And I just applaud Tolkien right yes. now, like well done my dude well done
0: he he's he is truly and i was thinking about this as i was listening to unexpected podcast um he is truly one of the most genius writers to have ever lived and that's saying a lot because charles dickens is my favorite author um but there it is two completely separate styles of writing and there's just so much depth to Tolkien and his world and all the layers that he provides it and can we like i, I know he has several other published books but we have yes. three lord of the rings the hobbit and the Summer. those are the main ones five books and it is layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of world no. to the point where no, I like don't every know time the world, we ever read stopped, reread
1: like just lord of the rings there's the more more, and more, and... Oh, there yeah. was one line! Okay, in, um, Fellowship, in the chapter at the end of the Prancing Pony, there's this line where... Basically, we're to the point where Aragorn and the Hobbits are talking, um, and they're... When they find out who Aragorn is, they're mad at him for not trusting them immediately, and just telling them who he is. And he says... Um, something along the lines of like, forgive me, but the enemy has laid traps for me before, and I'm like, fan fiction mm. for one. But also, there's like that's a whole story. That's like a whole right. It's just one little line. I was like, I didn't like. What is that? What does that mean? Like, I know that because he is a Sealdor's heir. Like. Yeah. Sauron was looking for him and stuff, but but says traps and it just I'm like I need I need fan fiction about that. Yes, yes, yes. and more. Yes, let's hear about everyone's life because we have a movie about that, and that's cool. I would actually, you know what? Scratch that. I'll take more fan fiction on that, please. Yeah, yeah. But there's just there's so much there's so much to just him alone, but. Yeah, you're right. He's one of the most genius authors ever. Yeah. Yeah. Hands
0: down. And, oh, you know, I was thinking about, you know, well, what other universes are this expansive? And I I would be willing to say that Star Wars is probably more expansive only in that it is set in space and therefore there are no physical boundaries. (laughs) Um, that being said, no. like I don't think it has the layers in each world that that Tolkien <laughs> does not and I love Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Um, yeah, no, but uh, just the fact that you can spend two to three hours right. talking about one chapter so- in a book is that that is that tells you and that's that's you could spend more they've said in this podcast like we could easily spend another hour or two on this chapter and that's that's me
1: is for sure for sure that's insane it's incredible um i feel like with star wars there's a lot of canon that has that wasn't written by george lucas right which I feel like probably adds a lot of layers. Of course, yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. a lot of fan fiction has done that for Lord of the Rings, but I think I feel like there's more of a line because, like, what happened to Thranduil's wife? That's head canon. I mean, it's movie canon, but Tolkien never said anything about her. So even though it's generally accepted that she yeah. died, it's not. There's a clear line of like, okay, well, the lot's generally accepted, but we know it's not. Yeah. We don't really know, so. Right, 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 right. No.
0: Yeah. Crazy. You gotta wonder why he left some right. of those things on... I feel like... Like, tied. Yeah. He's
1: so thorough on yeah. some things, but... No, we don't, and I th- we well, no my theory happened. is He's probably like, really. when he was writing Lord of the Rings... He was just like, and Legolas, hmm, where can I stick, where's he from? And you him from from here because of Gollum. Let's just say he's (laughs) Threndel's son, because that's a tie back to the Hobbit, and we'll just move on from there. And...
0: (laughs) (laughs) But see, and while I, like, while I would think that the attention to detail that he has put into so many other things, would he
1: truly just throw this character in I don't know, because so well, I don't know how brilliant. much of that he like, because Legolas had to come because of Gollum, because he had to let them know that Gollum escaped um, and then I guess he just, I don't know, because yeah. he could have just been like, oh well let's make him important and not just some random elf but, I mean okay, my theory yeah is that Legolas's mom is sylvan not sindar um because yeah in it's either i think it's fellowship he legolas refers to himself as a sylvan elf which some people think well maybe it's because yeah. he just identifies with his people because they govern the sylvan elves but then i i really think his mom was sylvan yeah but I don't know. I'm, but that doesn't really yeah, tell us I anything. Think that's, it's like okay, sorry. cool. Then what? <laughs> uh, right. Right. But that's getting a little bit away from Hobbits. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: They are. They're all just interconnected.
1: Yeah. Which. Oh, where was I looking at this? The other. I think in the timeline said something about hobbits living closer to Mirkwood. At one point, I need to delve into that because, like, you have like the all the yeah. woodsmen and everything, but I believe there were hobbits over there as well. And don't quote me on that. But then they moved away for yeah obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, probably because the forest was this actually isn't. weird and they were like, We don't do all." <laughs> <laughs> this is, you're not, you're not being you really cool. To go by. <laughs> we're gonna uh, have to go. <laughs> well, do you have anything else? It's great. I don't think so. I think that's, uh, I think nice. that's gonna be good for this episode where we'll just a little all over right. an hour. Yeah. Let us know how you guys are liking it. Let us know uh, your thoughts on this book. Uh, We got
1: an email. You can also find us on Instagram at Chronicles of Fiction. You can find us on Wattpad at Chronicles of Fiction. Um, Or if you um, already follow me at Sylvan underscore LS on Wattpad, Um, it is linked, I think, in my bio. Uh, If not, it will be in the next half hour. (laughs) 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 um yeah hit us up let us know what you think um is there anything else you want to see is there any elvish words that you want to know um i will do my best and i'm gonna do my best to um there was one site and i don't remember the name so i'm gonna try and find it that basically you would type in a word and it would give you the elvish equivalent which was really helpful when writing fanfiction. fiction, um, And it was pretty accurate, and it would give you the Sindarin and the Quenya versions, and I pretty much just ignored the Quenya, but it was really cool that have both. Um, so I will try to remember, the, I'll try to find the name of that site, because yeah. after a couple episodes, I'm going to need it, because I, I, know, I know some <laughs> Elvish, but I don't know a ton. So this is going to be really cool for me, like a good excuse. To really dive into it and then eventually once we get to like sentence structure and stuff that's when the real work is going to kick in because i struggle with So, this is going to be interesting <laughs> yeah it's
0: it's it's going to be fun just to just to learn some words so all right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. This has been Chronicles of Fiction. And I am Sierra, aka Beth, sometimes. aka sister. <laughs> next week. And Bye. Uh, we will see you guys next week.